Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I love you, I thank you, I bless you. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you've given me this ministry by mercy. Thank you for a chance to, I don't know, share your gospel with your people. I pray that your voice be very clear. Um, Hide me behind your cross and may people see, hear, and experience you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. Happy Sunday. I want to give honor to God, my father, give honor to uh, Pastor Eddie and Sister Melinda in their absence, Pastor Steve and Sister Lindsay, uh, Pastor Paul and Sister Mary, and all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I greet you in the name of Jesus. Uh, It really is a privilege to be here uh, to share a little bit of what the Lord has placed uh, on my heart. Um, Before we preach, just one quick announcement uh, for those of you who have young people uh, who are in the seventh grade all the way through uh, 12th grade, I would love to see them on Wednesday nights at 7. Um, We're having a great time during youth ministry, uh, preaching and studying the Word of God, also giving out chips. We've been trying to give out chips for years. Um, A few weeks ago, I realized the same chips were kind of expired. They were... (laughs) They expired in 2021, so... Forgive me. Um, Second announcement for those of you who are interested in serving on the um, Harvest Party Committee. Uh, We're desperately in need of your help. Uh, This is an opportunity for y'all to, as Pastor Donna always says, make Jesus smile. It's a chance for us to open up our doors, open up our property, uh, and minister to the community. Uh, It is a sacrifice. You might not get to ride all the ponies. You probably won't get to ride any ponies, um, but I promise you, you're going to make a lot of people um, come into contact with the love of Jesus. So if you're interested in that, uh, please see Pastor Donna, please see myself, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll do some really great things together. Amen. You ready? Okay. All right, let's preach. Um, we're continuing our series uh, on the family, and uh, I have the honor of today speaking about motherhood. And so I wanted to title this sermon, thank you, Ain't No Hood Like Motherhood. (laughs) Ain't No Hood Like Motherhood. Ain't No Hood Like Motherhood. Where else are you expected to be top chef and the on-call doctor? A private tutor and Home Depot a psychologist, and a mind reader. Ain't no hood like motherhood. Where else do things suddenly start happening to your back and your hips and your ankles and your taste buds and your sleep and your sense of smell and your wardrobe and your energy and your appetite and your hair, just to name a few. Ain't no hood like motherhood. And where else do people suddenly mysteriously feel the need to touch your belly? like they don't have a sense of personal space, or start giving you unsolicited advice about how you should sleep and how you should eat and how you should dream and how you should take care of this kid that they don't have. Ain't no hood like motherhood. And where else do you hear, I love you in one minute and you're so mean to me the next? Hold me one minute, don't touch me the next. I need you one minute, get out my face the next. 
ain't no hood like motherhood. Barbara Walters, uh, the first uh, female news anchor, um, said, motherhood is tough, so if you just want a wonderful little creature to love, get yourself a puppy. <laughs> now, I'm sure I could give any one of you mothers the microphone, and you could do a much better job than I can of describing the highs and lows of raising children. Mom, so today first let me say, I honor you, I appreciate you, and God bless you. But what I want to do today is look at what guidance God gives women who have the unique opportunity of mothering. I want to do a survey of a few mothering moments in the scripture, and we're going to see what advice God gives to women who are navigating this hood. We're going to see what God expects from mothers, and equally important, what mothers can expect from God. Because ain't no hood like motherhood. So, please write these down. There are three uh, principles for successful mothering that I want to lift up from the scripture. Three things that I think God shows us as we do a, a scan of these mothering moments in the Bible. These three are, number one, guard your children's, guard their God-given purpose. Guard their God-given purpose. Number two, grieve with God. Grieve with God. Lastly, go with God's plan. Three um, themes I want to lift up from the scripture as I do a survey of these mothering moments in the Bible. Three uh, principles I think God shows us um, for successful mothering in the scripture. Guard their God-given purpose. Grieve with God and go with God's plan. You ready? All right. Um, let's do the first one. Guard their God-given purpose. Can we go to Esther, please? Um, Esther chapter 4, um, verse 14. Can y'all read with this? This with me, this is very important. Um, Esther chapter 4, verse 14. Now, this is not a mother speaking to a child. This is actually an uncle speaking to his adopted, essentially, daughter slash niece. But I think it's relevant here. Y'all ready to read? Fantastic. Here we go. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Guard their God-given purpose. Why don't we use forks? to eat tomato soup? Why don't we use hair gel as toothpaste? Why don't you put Pepto-Bismol in your coffee to make it milky? Because it's not its purpose. When you understand something's purpose, you can put the resource in the right space and maximize its impact. Did you know that when God gave you your child, he gave you someone with a divine purpose. A knowable, meaningful reason why they are alive at this time and they have a unique mission to accomplish and you get the responsibility of helping them get there. In the scripture, godly parents often knew their child's divine purpose. 
Sometimes they knew it even before the child was born. Look at, listen to this. In Judges chapter 13, Samson's mother knew he was going to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistine before he was born. In Luke chapter 1, Mary knew Jesus was going to be the Messiah before he was born. Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, knew he was called to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ before he was born. In the scripture, we see women of God knowing their child's divine purpose. And sometimes, in other instances, parents began to understand the purpose as they raised the child. Moses' mom, after she gave birth to him, the scripture says, understood that he was a good child and knew she had to hide that baby because Pharaoh wanted to kill that baby. And there's Mordecai, Esther's uncle, who saw the position that she was in and said, listen, honey, I know you think you're cute. I know you got your crown, but listen, you have come for a purpose and you have to fulfill it. Mothers, do you know God's divine purpose for your child? Do you know the knowable, meaningful reason why they are alive at this time in history and what is the unique mission God has for them to accomplish? I know sometimes it feels like it's enough of a win if you get them to adulthood without killing their sibling and losing an eye. I know if you just have, them, have good self-esteem and good grades, it's a win, and you want to put the bumper sticker on your car, my kid is an A-plus student. I get that. I honor that. I celebrate that. But did you know your child can be happy and healthy and make good money and not know their divine purpose at this time in human history? Your baby girl is hair gel pretending to be toothpaste. God has a divine, knowable, meaningful purpose for why your child is in history right now. Do you know it? In fact, oftentimes to fulfill God's divine purpose for your life, in the scripture we see some of these children foregoing traditional measures of success, doing things that the world calls crazy to accomplish the purpose of God in their lives. Moses was set up to be a pharaoh in Egypt and chose instead to fulfill his divine purpose and suffer affliction with the people of God. Crazy. Esther risked her life and her crown to go before the king unrequested because she knew there was a purpose for her life. That's crazy. Imagine being John the Baptist's mother. How's little Johnny doing? Well, he's in the fields again, eating bugs, baptizing people. <laughs> but he was fulfilling the divine purpose God had on his life. And it did not look like the American dream. Mothers, this is not about the pie in the sky. It's not about little Johnny being who you want him to be. It's about Johnny understanding and knowing the divine purpose God has for his life. And I'm telling you, his purpose is more important than productivity. Moms, parents, do you know what God's divine purpose is for your child? That knowable meaningful reason why they are alive right now and the unique mission God has for them to accomplish on this earth. Do you know? I think one of the challenges for 
Parents is that we forget that our children are gifts from God with a purpose from God. After all, we invest so much time in them. We invest so much energy in them. We change the bottles, right? We change the diapers. We gave them that name. We walk them. We teach them how to talk. We, and we did this. And we forget they're a gift from God with a divine purpose from God that is knowable and meaningful. And we can do our best and then not know what God has for them. We forget. No, instead we think our kids are a result of our good family planning. So obviously we got to keep on planning, plan their future, get their college fund. This is where they're going to school. This is what sport they're going to play. This is how they'll spend their summers. But mothers, respectfully, is that your idea or is that God's idea? Guard their divine, divine purpose. Is the ideas you have for your son or daughter God revealed, or is that what you've always wanted to do? And so obviously they're going to do it. She's going to be a ballerina like me because my mom did not let me dance. Is that your idea or God's idea? God's purpose matters more than your preferences. God's purpose matters more than your image of the picture-perfect life. God's purpose matters more than your maternal instincts. Knowing God's purpose is a spiritual thing. This is not a natural thing. Mothers, when you're willing to submit your parenting plans to God, he will begin to show you his plans for your children. He'll begin to show you their bent. Because now you're partners with God, not in some weird custody battle over their purpose. Let's keep going. As partners with God, mothers, not only do godly parents know the purpose, but they guard the purpose. They play a little defense. Anything with a purpose can be repurposed. When the king of Babylon saw the Hebrew boys coming up in his kingdom, he said, you know what? I know God got a purpose on them, but I got something for them too. What did he do? He gave them a new house. He gave them a new language. He gave them a new name. He gave them a new diet. Everything that has purpose can be repurposed, including your children. The world has a purpose for their bodies, and it's not to please the Lord. The world has a purpose for their energy, and it's not to worship Jesus. No, the world has a purpose for their youth, and it's not to come to church. Anything with a purpose can be repurposed, and it's your responsibility to guard their divine purpose. Your responsibility. God is trusting you. God is trusting. God is trusting you with the responsibility of guarding their purpose. This is why some godly mothers in the scripture were so particular, were so guarded when it came to their children. Samuel's mother sent him to go live in the church for all his life. She was like, boy, I can't raise you out here. You, you stay right there. <laughs> I'll come see you once a year and give you something nice. <laughs> Guarding his purpose. 
Samson's mother raised him as a Nazarite, wouldn't cut his hair, wouldn't give him any alcohol, and the scripture says they even fought him over the woman he was marrying because he was trying to marry some unsaved people, guarding his purpose. And when Mary heard the news that she was pregnant with Jesus, she ran to go live with Elizabeth for months because she knew Elizabeth knew how to guard a baby with purpose. Mothers, what kind of defense are you playing? Mothers, what has God revealed to you about your child and what are you, what are you doing about it? You see, when you know your children's purpose, you can create an environment for that thing to flourish. Sometimes that means protesting their decisions. No, you can't go there because that's not what God has for you. That's how you play some defense. Sometimes that means, mom, being the bad guy. Oh, yeah. No, so-and-so can't be your best friend because y'all don't got the same values. Go hang out with so-and-so. But I don't like her. I said go. That's a direct quote from my mother. Moms, you're not raising mini-me. You're accountable to God for how you're raising God's child, who God has a divine purpose for that you're responsible for guarding. And he's trusting you, trusting you, trusting you like he trusted Mary to help this child carry out their divine purpose. So how much are you helping your son or daughter become like their heavenly father? Mothers, what I'm saying is, if you're saved, you can be more than a biological mother. You gotta be a spiritual mother. You can help your child hear the voice of God in their lives and reject the voice of the devil. Help them step into God's purposes for them. Help them see why they come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Help them to know their divine purpose. Don't let your sons and daughters get repurposed by the world. When God has called her to be Esther, don't let her become Beyonce. When God has called them to be Samuel, don't let them be Samuel L. Jackson. Guard their God-given purpose. Everybody all right? Amen. Amen. Let's keep moving. We'll go to number two. Um, grieve with God. Guard their divine purpose. Point number two, grieve with God. Let's do some more reading. Can we go to Luke, please? Luke chapter, thank you. Luke chapter um, 7, verse 11 through 15. All right, here we go. Y'all ready? Fantastic. Um, verse 11. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. There we go. Come on, crowd. And... As he approached the town gate, a dead person, come on class, let's read this. A dead person was being carried out. Who was he? The only son of his mother. Oh my God. Okay. And she was, okay, so she ain't got no kid and she got no husband. Now she's really in trouble, okay? And a large crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, Jesus. Then he went up and touched the briar. This is a coffin. They were carrying the boy on, and the pallbearers stood still. And Jesus said, young man, I say to you, get up. <laughs> the dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him where? 
the Bible is so interesting. <laughs> Grieve with God. Grieve with God. <laughs> so when I was 11 or 12, I had like the worst month of my life because my, you are just, thank you. <laughs> because my beloved mother went away to China for a whole month. Now, I have two brothers, one father, and none of us got cooking skills. And we were, I was 11, eldest brother was 13 or whatever. Listen, everything went down that month. <laughs> the cleanliness of the house, down. Quality of the food, down. Joy, down. The only thing that went up was the violence. Because <laughs> all we did was fight. My poor father, God bless him. It said that uh, mothers are often the glue of the household. They, they hold it all together. But if mom is holding the house together, who holds mom together? You see, there's crazy pressure from our culture and even from within us as parents to have it together. <laughs> you don't want nobody seeing your mess. No, no, put on them shoes, shine them shoes. Where's the good shirt? Don't wear the stains. We don't want nobody seeing that. Have your kids together. Have your man together. Have your looks together. Have your body together. Have your emotions together. Have your Bible study time together. Have your house together. And if these things aren't together, you aren't a good mother. Don't y'all feel that pressure? But motherhood is messy. <laughs> Ain't no hood like motherhood. Sometimes these kids you love will break your heart. Sometimes you just lose your cool. Sometimes you don't feel like mothering today. Sometimes you're just underappreciated. Sometimes you just want your mother. Sometimes you wish they would stop calling mom, mom, and just say, hush. <laughs> when I read the Bible, I don't just see mothers who are guardians of the galaxy, defenders of divine purpose. I also see mothers who are a wreck. Mothers who are emotionally and mentally broken down by some traumatic circumstances. This is what we're seeing here in the scripture. Here's an overview. Eve, the first mother who never knew pain, was the first one to give birth in pain. And then she had to deal with the pain of her eldest child killing her youngest child. And then she had to deal with the pain of seeing that eldest son run away from home unreconciled. Ain't no hood like motherhood. Mary, the mother of Jesus, watches her son get betrayed by his best friends, tortured and slandered, laughed at, and then die on the cross. And she can do nothing about it. Motherhood is painful at times. And there are eight recorded resurrections in the scripture. Four of them, including the one we just read, were of dead children given back to grieving parents. My friends, motherhood has been hard since the beginning of human history. And God, knowing this, does not expect mothers to keep it all together. This is not Instagram. <laughs> this is why Jesus shows up at a funeral. Jesus does not need mom at her Sunday best for her to get access to his help. 
No, he meets her right in the middle of a messy motherhood situation. Can you imagine the guilt this woman is feeling right now at this funeral? Ain't no guilt like mom guilt. <laughs> She's probably replaying in her mind every decision she could have made differently that may have kept this baby boy alive. Maybe she's struggling to forgive herself and just needs someone to tell her, hey, you're still a good mom, even though everything around her says, yeah, you probably failed. But here comes Jesus on her worst day, on a day she's not even looking for him, with words of comfort and miracle working power. Why? Because he's... He's moved by the, the chaos mothers just find themselves in. There's not one prayer uttered in this scripture. There's not one, hey, Jesus, over here. What he sees is the suffering of a mother and says, hey, I see what you're going through. Here I am to let you know I got you. What am I saying? Moms, God will be with you in the mess called motherhood. When the house is a mess, when the kids are a mess, when your feelings are a mess, Jesus says, I will meet you right there and you don't got to get the house ready for me at all. Those days you don't feel like a good mom, I got you. Those days the dinner you saw on Instagram and you thought it would turn out so good and it burns, I got you. The day you put on the dress that you were hoping was going to look really, really good, but the baby fat just taking too long, I got you. On her worst day. On her, on her worst day. Your, your children might not be able to handle that version of you. Your husband might not be able to handle that, that version of you. Your friends might not be able to handle that version of you, but your heavenly father shows up for you just like you are. He is the God of the grieving mother. I love this scripture in Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who are just sick and tired. Because Jesus says, I got you right there. Mothers, you are in a tough hood. So let God join you in the places where you're hurting and annoyed and sad. And when those pains start coming, the hurt starts coming, the suffering starts coming, grieve with God. Last one, go with God's plan. You got me? Go with God's plan. Last reading, please. This is uh, perfect. This is Genesis chapter 19. The context here is Sodom and Gomorrah is now burning. Lot and his family have been spoken to by an angel, and the angel is telling him this. This is the way out. Follow me. Let's read. Verse 5. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. This is the way out. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand, and the hands of his wife and of his two arms. Everyone gets this revelation. And led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. So hold on. You're not going to listen to the instruction, so God's going to use these angels and say, physically, I'm dragging you out of this place that is burning because you won't listen. 
Y'all with me so far? Great. 17. As soon as the angels brought them out of this burning city, one of them said, now listen, your turn. Run. Flee for your lives. Don't look back. And don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. Let's keep going. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. Verse 26, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. What you looking at? What you looking at? Let's go. Go with God's plan. Last point. If you're hearing this message today, God is clearly giving you a way out of chaos. He's clearly cautioning you about how you should seek him for direction, for your family's direction, and how you're handling the difficult moments of your life. And now you have to choose based on what you've heard, whether you're going to go with God's plan or keep living based off your maternal instincts. Lot's wife is a mother of two daughters. She hears the instructions from the angel, is dragged out of this burning city. She knew the destruction she was going to escape. She hears the consequences of her disobedience, and she chooses to disobey anyway. Lot's wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. Now, she very well could have been the sweetest mother in the world, the kind you could call at any time, the kind with the shoulder to cry on, the kind with the deep Costco bag full of candies. That could have been her. But she was disobedient to the Lord, and it cost her her life. Happy Mother's Day. Mothers, what instructions have you been given from the Lord that you are continuing to disobey? What has God spoken to you and said, listen, leave that alone. That's not for you. Quit that. You're my daughter now. Let that stuff go. And you have not let that stuff go. There is no excuse for disobedience. Being too busy taking care of your household, being too busy taking care of your kids, being too busy taking care of your man is not an excuse for disobedience. You expect your kids to fully, fully obey you, right? Then why are you not fully obeying the Lord? It's kind of hypocritical. This story is so sad because it suggests that your relationship to God will directly impact your relationship to your kids, your relationship to your spouse. Disobedience cut short her motherhood. I'm sure they were going to need mom as they're about to make a whole new home. 
I'm sure her skills in the kitchen, her love and care, her charm, her ability to, to quell um, issues between the sisters, issues between the sisters and the fathers was going to be so vital. But she failed in her first responsibility in honoring the Lord, and God had to deal with that sin. And so instead of being a role model for her daughters, this mom became a cautionary tale of what not to do. Mothers, some of you are losing your impact in your household because of your disobedience to the Lord. The influence you have right now is, is compromised because you're not following God's instructions for you. Yes, you're present. Yes, you're doing all these great things. Yes, you've changed a million plus one diapers, but all this stuff about being a spiritual mom and guarding their God-given purpose and going with God and giving God your grief, it's strange to you because your relationship with God is right now estranged because of disobedience. Don't let your children lose their mother to disobedience to God. Whatever God's plan is for you today, I beg you, align with it. Whatever he's saying for you to do in his word, I'm begging you, do it. Because how sad it would be for your children to make it to heaven and you not be there because you were disobedient to the Lord. Everyone else escaped. Everyone else had the same instructions. But mom was the one who disobeyed. And mom suffered the consequences for it. At the end of the day, each of us is responsible to God for our own soul. What would it profit a mom to get every Mother's Day card in the whole world and lose her soul? Because she wouldn't go with God's plan. Ain't no hood like motherhood. This life-altering, body-altering, career-altering, emotionally draining, sleep-deprived, complicated journey is full of highs and lows. But today, God has highlighted a few principles for us to be successful in this hood. Guard your children's God-given purpose. Grieve with God. Let him into the ugly of motherhood. And in the name of Jesus, go with God's plan. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be how you honored him, not how much you did for your kids. Please bow your heads and close your eyes. We're going to pray. So God has spoken, and it's time for us to just respond to what he's saying. I want to pray today, first and foremost, for any mothers who are here in the sanctuary and you know God is talking to you through his word. You heard him talking to you about grieving with him. Maybe you're going through some of the painful moments of motherhood and you're, you're letting a bunch of stuff into your relationship. You're letting a bunch of other things kind of soothe that pain. And God is saying, hey, I see you. How about you bring me into that process? If that's you, I want to pray for you. Maybe you're a mom and you're recognizing, hey, Brother Kavar, I, I haven't really been talking to God about his purpose for my child. I, I, I done sent him to every sports camp. <laughs> I told him what college he's going to, but I have not set the Lord as our, our shield. I haven't set him as the guide and said, God, like, what do you want? 
What do you want from him? If, if that's you, I want to pray for you too. And maybe, maybe you're, you're a mom, but you're not a Christian or you're struggling in, in following God's plan. Like your soul is primary. Your soul is most important. And God sent this word to, to speak to you directly to you because it's time for you to align with his plan. If, if you can't align with God's plan, you're not going to be successful as a godly mother. So I want to take some time and mothers, if that's you, if God's spoken to you and, 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 and you want some prayer, I invite you to come forward. Our altar team is ready. Um, they're going to pray with you. I'm going to pray for y'all like I pray for my own mom. <laughs> Because ain't no hood like motherhood. I, I, I honor y'all. I, I realize how, how tense it is. And y'all know better than me. But, but I believe what God has said. And, and, I, and I believe there's, there's power in, in just agreement and prayer. And I believe that today could be the day when Jesus visits you like he visited that mom who was about to bury her own son. So I want to open the altar first for, for any moms who feel like you need prayer. You feel like you need prayer. We want to pray for you. Again, you, you got the hardest job in the world. <laughs> Ain't no hood like your hood, but, but God is faithful and, he, and he, he's for you. He is for you. He sees you. Surely his goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life, even on your worst day. Praise God. Praise God. And he is so compassionate. He is so compassionate. He is so compassionate. He is for you. He has not set you up for failure. When he thought about which child to give, he gave you the ones he gave you. And he believes with his power, you can do great. You can be that successful mother. Praise God. Praise God. And as you come, moms, believe that Jesus is drawing close to you. Jesus, the compassionate one, is drawing close to you. He sees you on your worst day. He sees you in the mess of motherhood. He sees you when you, you don't want to be seen. And today he's here with, with compassionate words and strength and grace for you. And now if there's anyone else who wants to come forward, you're just a parent and you feel like this word was for you as well, come. You're a young person, you're an adult, you feel like this word for you, come. But I wanted to give special honor to the mothers today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, I want to thank you for my sisters. I thank you for your call on their lives to be mothers, to be caregivers, to be guardians of purpose. Thank you, Jesus, that you've chosen them at this time of history. In these moments, you've trusted young people with them, and I bless you, and I thank you. I thank you that you did not choose them by mistake. I thank you that you made no error in choosing them. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you that your spirit is able to make us successful. God, I pray for them. I thank you, God, that you have called them here. You have brought them to this sanctuary today to hear this sermon. Jesus, you have called them by name. I pray, oh God, that you would envelope them with compassion. God, you see right now what they're struggling with. You see the doubt. You see the weakness. You see the limitations. God, some of them right now are feeling like they've lost their children to this world. 
Some of them are feeling like they've lost their children to idols and to addictions. But Jesus, I thank you that you are here today with great compassion. You have stepped into our funeral procession. God, you have laid hands on us. You have laid hands on our sons and our daughters. And God, you will quicken them and make them alive. God, I pray for these sisters. God, who need your wisdom. I pray for divine understanding. Holy Spirit, I pray you help them to know what to do in the times that they need decisions to be made. God, I pray for great confidence. God, I pray that you would send your words of affirmation. God, when they feel like bad moms, I pray you affirm them, Jesus. I thank you that even when our hearts condemn us, you are greater than our hearts. So Holy Spirit, those who trust in you will be as Mount Zion, which shall not be removed, but abideth forever. So I pray that you make my sisters strong and courageous. God, in those moments when they feel overwhelmed, God, in those moments when they feel unsure, in those moments when they feel like they just don't know, fill them with wisdom. Oh God, you've given them gifts from heaven, their children. Now give them ideas from heaven for those gifts. I pray, God, that those who are dealing with hurt, those who have been abandoned, God, those who are dealing with unforgiveness, those who have been hurt by their children, those who have been hurt by their spouses, those who have been hurt by their own mothers, I pray, oh God, that you would be a help for them, be a healer for them. God, be close to them. God, wrap them in your arms. God, affirm for them that they are loved by you and known by you and treasured by you. God, give them wisdom and revelation. God, those who need support. God, those who need financial breakthroughs. God, those who need physical, physical miracles. God, I pray you supply every need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Every mother who is not saved. God, every mother who is doing her best but does not have your leadership. God, I pray that you would speak to them. God, help them to follow your plan. God, help them to open your word. God, help them to come to our life groups. Help them to come to our services. God, help them to thirst for you. God, you are help for the helpless. God, you are a father for the fatherless. God, you are gracious in our weakness. So God, I pray that you add strength to them. God, add wisdom to them. God, give them what they need. Let them have a testimony that God, you have come through again and again. Work your miracles for them. God, breakthroughs for them. Breakthroughs for their children. Everyone who's standing in the gap for an unsaved child. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you speak to them. God, speak to their children. Bring the wayward sons and wayward daughters back home because moms and dads are interceding to the compassionate God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for grace for us. Thank you that you supply every need. Give grace to every parent. Give words for every parent. Affirm every parent. Hold every parent. God, you hold our families together. God, you hold our lives together. And Lord, we lay down before you. We confess the mess before you. God, we don't hide anything from you. I thank you that you see us. You know us. You're for us. God, let not one mother be a cautionary tale to their children of disobedience. But God, I pray for these mothers. Let them be like Mary. Let them be like Elizabeth. 
Let them be women who guard, guard, guard the purpose of their child. Women who grieve with you, women who go with your plan. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing us. Thank you for being close to us. Thank you for meeting us, God, on our worst day. And we love you, and we bless you for your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Mothers, God is for you, God is for you, God is for you. Every promise in the scripture is for you. His strength is for you, his grace is for you, his wisdom is for you. And when you don't know what to do, give that grief to God. Guard their God-given purpose and stick with God's plan, regardless of how you feel. God bless you, in Jesus' name. Come on, can we give some love this morning? Thank you, brother, for that powerful word. Moms, be encouraged, be blessed today. Let me pray over you, and we're going to just dismiss. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory that is here with us. Father, we thank you for our mothers. And Lord God, we just ask a special blessing on their life, even today, Lord God. And this week, be such a wonderful week, Lord God. We just pray you go with us in our separate ways, Father, we pray. In Jesus' name. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Light, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people, and you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.